Good day, ladies and gentlemen of Civ Classic. I am Warm Wizard, and this is Box Talk, where we not only discuss what's going on in the server, but we talk to you. We have a good episode planned here today, with Droid coming on to tell us about his experiences in the Civ genre and what he will do after saying goodbye. Ganto was not able to meet this week, but hopefully we'll have him on for the next episode. Before we begin, I wish to thank our official sponsor for this episode, The Box Seater. Are you looking to host an event for your nation? Or maybe you want to have some sort of debate? Well, look no further than The Box Seater located in Columbia. It is a beautiful location in the heart of Rotterdam, the capital city of Columbia, and has plenty of amenities. Walk inside the front lobby and take a seat in the auditorium. The Box Seater can host way over 50 people in the General Assembly. The stage is unreachable by an unruly crowd. It is well lit and can be set up in many ways. But the crown jewel of the theater are the box suites. If your VIPs do not wish to sit with the commoners, themselves and one guest can sit in their own booth. We have six of these booths total for people to purchase. It is locked away from other guests, and it is safe from people purling up. And a servant of the box eater will bring the guests an open bar of beverages during the event. Do you wish to host an event in the box eater? Slide into my DMs to find out more. The Box Seater is also planning to host a play in March or April for the server to be present at, but is looking for ideas on what to put on and who to cast. If you guys have any ideas, let me know, and I would love to hear them. Thank you to the Box Seater for supporting Box Talk. Now let's begin with the notes to the editor, where people around the server can respond to what's going on or whatever is on their mind. These letters do not reflect the opinions and stances of Box Talk. Let's first begin with a note from Max Sopoli in response to the news from last week. Why peace is impossible. On Thursday, Poseidon approached members of the Order of the White Lotus as a representative of Lexington. He stated that he wanted to discuss a peace treaty and had the White Lotus mediate it. Negotiations went downhill rather quickly, and I want to explain in the following why I believe that peace through an agreement is impossible at this point. Different people play the server for different reasons. Some enjoy building, some botting, and others are around just for the community. Certain people, though, are not interested in any of that. They only enjoy the thrill of PvP, player versus player. Some players have historically done nothing but fight on call in big wars and raid in peacetime. These players contribute nothing to the server but destruction, often paired with toxicity. Players like Jake Bob or Boozy J have a multiple year long history showing exactly what kind of gameplay they are in for. This is not going to change once this war is over. If both sides were to free all pearls right now, as proposed by Lexington, we'd see a totally not Lexington raiding crew forming within a few days. 
Additionally, Centralin has shown repeatedly that her gameplay as a leader seems to be building a vault to go to war against whoever could oppose her world order. If we allow Lexington to rebuild, they just regain strength until they feel confident enough to start another war, very much to the delight of the PvPers who make up the main part of Lexington's members. I don't enjoy this war, but I very much prefer continuing it for a few more weeks to restarting it from scratch in a few months. On top of that, we've been slowly but surely winning. Lexington is a shadow of its former self and poses no threat on the map. Defending the vault is the only thing they can do at this point. For these reasons, our demand going into negotiations was an unconditional surrender of Lexington, which was promptly rejected by Centralin. Our side is not willing to let the cycle continue and let another iteration of Libertas form. Lexington and Centralin, in particular, are not willing to give up. A middle ground cannot be found here. The only way out of this is to finally remove the cancer from the server that has been plaguing the genre for years. Satirum sensio nox delendum esse. Thank you for your time. What were your thoughts on his stances? Do you believe that we can achieve peace or do we need unconditional surrender? Let us know in the subreddit thread. And here we have a piece from Sea Wage. On toxicity in the Civ community. I first encountered the Civ community somewhat late in its evolution. Or is it early? I started on Devoted 3.0, so I'm relatively new to it. I'm also not really playing CC seriously, so it's been interesting to be in the role of a passive observer this time around. I'm not, however, new to the internet, being one of our resident old farts. I've seen my fair share of toxicity. I was surprised then to see the increasing characterization of the Civcraft community as toxic. There is bad behavior, of course but also lots of good and lots of fun. I believe that the word toxic is being diluted. There are genuinely awful, including the borderline and genuinely illegal, things that are being conflated with conflict in-game to the detriment of the community and its potential for growth. Civ Minecraft servers have one thing in common. To varying degrees, they attempt to encourage civilization like dynamics. Civilization means a lot of different things to different people, but it's hard to deny that one of the inherent outcomes, desired or not, is tension. If we wanted a fun, conflict-free, build-fag Minecraft experience, we'd all be playing townie servers. The conflict, negotiations, and tense dynamics are what make it fun and interesting. For all the talk I've seen about the Civ community being toxic, I've actually been fairly pleased to see how genuinely out-of-game attacks have been handled compared to other genuinely toxic communities I've seen in my time on the internet. Everyone knows who the actually bad news toxic people are. They tend to stand out, and no one wants to play with them. This isn't a universal axiom. Naturally, there are exceptions. Conversely, there's a fair amount of shit-talking, name-calling, and general hosticity in the course of in-game activity chat. While maybe not being the best for the community, is it, it is still well within the bounds of the game itself. 
I've done my fair share of shit talking in game. Sorry, Santa. Sometimes to the extent that I had to rein myself in, but I've never taken things out of game. That, of course, is where we as a community should draw the line. A lot of the more experienced players are tired. It's a demanding game, and burnout potential is very high, for players and admins especially. The idea that the Civ community is toxic has become, in my opinion, a self-fulfilling prophecy. That sentiment is coming from the veterans, not from new players. It's driving veterans away, but leaking out to the extent that it's driving new players away. When Civ Classic was recently pinned to a Minecraft subreddit, several comments pointed out the subreddit itself claimed, and I quote, Toxic does not begin to describe some elements of the community. I think that's an unfortunate mischaracterization and implies to a substantial but vocal minority of players. If this is how we think of ourselves, how can we possibly expect the genre as a whole to survive? And maybe it won't. Who can say? But I think we have the ability to be better than that. No one, players or admins, should tolerate doxing, personal, out-of-game harassment, or other illegal behavior. If you're doing that, knock it off. Conversely, if you're a veteran who thinks the Civ community has become toxic, maybe take a look in the mirror, try to be less jaded, and a little less toxic. It's a game. Have fun. Partner with a former enemy. Try raiding instead of building an OP vault. Do something different to make the game more fun for you instead of finding new ways to swing your EPing around. The Civ community has created a lot of friendships and enemies alike. We should embrace that as a pro, not a con. If you're tired of playing, quit. If you hate someone in-game, annoy the shit out of them in-game or on the subreddit, but maybe try not to write them off as toxic, or worse, do something truly toxic yourself. It's a game. I repeat, it's a game. Toxic people are always going to exist. It's the internet after all. But truly toxic people don't have to define a community when they're a minority. In conclusion, free sea wage. I'd like to hear your thoughts on sea wages article. Do you think there's anything we can do about the toxicity? I'd like to hear your thoughts. Personally, I've always seen it as, I agree that this is a bit more of an uplifting piece, but I do agree with him that one of the things that really drew me into this is that this isn't like made up enemies or anything like that like i hear people talking about how it's always pvp but the reason why there's a lot of pvp is because these people have known each other for so long and they've actually developed that in-game rivalry over time it's not made up and that's what i like about it so i agree let's not let a few my uh, minority define us as toxic we can get better than that do you wish to have a note to the editor for next week's box talk let me know in a pm on discord and you may be selected let's get into the news on the subreddit here it was a pretty quiet week as far as news and the server goes but one event that came to mind happened on friday february 9th i ominous a former citizen of yoaddle made a post on the subreddit saying his former nation has pearled him three times. The first, he claims, was due to him throwing invisible pots at other citizens in Yoaddle. 
He allegedly broke a law in Yoatl, saying citizens could not do that, so he was purled for three days. His defense was there was no law at the time of him committing the act, or if it was, it was not clearly written out. He also went through the Yoatl court system that he claimed was biased against him from the start. He was expected to work on the vault for some hours, and then he would be freed. He did not do the work, but was freed anyway. The second time is when, after he left Yoatl due to the first pearling, he encountered Alterade, a citizen of Yoatl. In case if you have not paid attention to the politics in Yoatl and foreign affairs, Alterade has been known to, as one source put it, pearl people unprovoked and have Yoatl defend him slash her even when in the wrong. Iominus says he thought his fate would be like the others, so he threw a slowness potion and weakness potion at him as a precautionary. Whether or not this was justified is still up to debate. Well, soon after he did it, Iominus was probed by Alt-Raid. Iominus went to trial and was eventually concluded as a mistrial. The third pearling is what broke the camel's back, Iominus said. He went to collect the remainder of his things from Yoatl, and he made it very clear that his intentions were to do such. He asked Orange Wizard to bring him to the bank vaults, and Orange started to lead him into the citadel. When Iominus entered the citadel, he was trapped in there. Iominus asked to be let out, but Orange refused to. Eventually, after asking other people in the area to let him out, Iominus decided to break through the wall to get out. After he broke a block, Orange pearled him. Iominus was shortly released afterward and was officially exiled from Yoatl. He says he is not one to hold grudges, so he plans to live peacefully and to avoid Yoatl. He believes he was innocent in all three pearlings, and even if there was a case he was not, he wishes he was treated fairly and was not pearled for multiple days. Boxhawk managed to receive a response from Modshot, the Aquatl of the nation. I'd much rather leave it at he's exiled. I don't want to publicize the decisions. If anything, he's gaining popularity after all the shit stirring in Yoatl. I can't say I don't like him. He was a good guy to have a conversation with, just didn't really look at the community like others and continue to cause problems. In one case, he said that we'd have to deal with him until he decided otherwise, basically. So I exiled him to show him he can't have it all. The memes, the builds, the annoyance. The choice to not be exiled, he said. What's your opinion on the situation? Do you agree with Yoatl's stance on this? Or do you believe the situation could have been handled better? I'd like to make this a great discussion. Now let's transition to Civ Classics Most Wanted, where we go down with who has a bounty on their head in the server and what for. The bounty from Program on January 30th is still active. It is a 50 diamond bounty on each of the following. Rogranos, Silence underscore P, and Post underscore Just Pasta. They are charged with raiding in Mount Augusta, and some snitches provide evidence. It is important to note that they are most likely alt accounts for old friends on the server. They are considered dangerous. If you have any information on Rogranos, Silence underscore P, or Post underscore Just Pasta, contact program or a Mount Augusta representative. If you have a bounty that you would like the server to know about, there are two steps you should take. The first, post onto r slash civbounty with your claim so others can read it. The second step is to contact me and I'll make sure it is mentioned in Civ Classics Most Wanted.
Now let's jump into the interview with Droid Joe, our special guest this week. Droid is a longtime player in the Civ genre. Beginning in Civcraft 2.0, he has played in many iterations for many different groups. He has announced this week that he will be officially finished with Civ to focus on in real life things. I thought it would be a great idea to give him one last thank you for his contributions and to leave anything behind for the community. Now let's begin. And here we are with Droid Joe. Thank you for coming on to Box Talk. Thank you for having me. All right, let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about you, your background. Uh, so how were you first introduced to Civcraft? I was first introduced um, back in 2015. I had just gotten back into Minecraft, and I was... I only played the game for PvP, and I was in a PvP-type community, um, the ultra-hardcore community. And so I had joined, well, I had browsed the Reddit of that community, and on there, there was a posting for a UHC town, and I thought it was interesting. So I had contacted them about joining, and I joined them. But they didn't seem really interested in it, but I did, and I sticked around. Um, we had joined Volterra for like a few days, and that's where I met um, all the Volterrans. Um, Volterra was technically my first nation, but afterwards it kind of all fell through, and um, I moved on to Isenia, where I met Chris Christie. Uh, so what were some of the first people that you met in Volterra when you first joined? Um, Lightning, um, he was the one that brought us to Volterra. He made a like a posting on our recruiting post, asked us to join his uh, town within Volterra. He was pearled at the time, so we didn't really talk with him all too much. Uh, Greggy and Jay Hill were set us up. Um, and then we met Mikhail later on. What were some of the first lessons, uh, that you learned when you joined? Um, there's like, basically like how mining is, it's like different. Um, the community is kind of, I don't know, cutthroat in a type of way. Can you give an example of that? It could be at any point for that that example. Um, I just remember like being pearled was like a really scary thing at the time. I didn't really understand like being put in a prison shard and not being able to play with anyone else. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh... What were some of your first mistakes uh, that you still see new friends make that you made yourself? Uh, I never really made any mistakes, to be honest. Um, I I think um, a big mistake is going in and thinking that you're going to conquer the world when you're obviously not. That's the whole planning of what this town was going to do is going to eventually overthrow uh, Volterra and then become like 
a big thing, but it never worked out. I see. Uh, so, as you mentioned, you, your first nation that you were part of was Volterra. What were some of the people like there? I, I know you mentioned Greggy, who's still around, and I've heard a few of the other names, too. Yeah, well, technically it was part of my first nation, but, like, I never really sticked around um, to really become part of Volterra until, like, later on. Um, so I had another friend that had joined with the UHC crew, and you may know him. His name was Not Not John. Yes. And he oh, sticked around with Volterra, but uh, I went to Kaiserin, with, um, which was um, the parent nation of Icenia at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, well, if that's what you consider as uh, your first nation in a way, what were those people like? Uh, Nova Caesar was different. Everyone there was like very different, um, very different from what I had uh, played with in the past. How so? How were they different? They they were like big into role play uh, in a way. I see. Do you really see that role play around in other nations even today? Uh, not really. Um, it's funny. Uh, Nova Caesar is still sort of around, and she's probably the only one that still is into roleplay in a way with SPQR. Mm -hmm. uh, what was one of the first conflicts that you remember that you were involved in? Uh, the whole independence from Kaiserin, Icenian independence. That was sort of a conflict, but there was no, never any actual fighting. Can you give a little bit of background for some, for us that might not be aware of that situation? What iteration of Civcraft was this, first of all? That was Civcraft 2.0. Okay. Um, yeah, what happened in it then? Basically, I had joined Icenia, and throughout the whole time, Icenia was like really growing, really... Um, getting a lot of new players so much so that Arsenia had developed a new a different culture from Kaiserin so I had always pushed Chris who is technically the governor of Arsenia to really lobby for independence um, Chris uh, Nova Caesar didn't want Arsenia to become independent because I think she realized that majority of um, the population was living in Icenia, and if, um, if there isn't, if Icenia had independence, then that would be like taking away their whole entire population. So, I had only been with um, Icenia for like a month. I'd only been playing for a month, but I'd already like planted seeds within Chris to say, "Hey, we should really get independence." Uh, Nova Caesar's kind of crazy. So, um, I forgot what sparked it. I think it was like um, Nova Caesar putting down a law that Isenia can't trade um, outside of Kaiserin. Or no one can come to Isenia without like a passport or something. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. We, we should become independent. Um, I feel Nova Caesar thought, knew that what was coming, and she had logged off early, and she had made um, her second-in-command, MRL, the 
Emperor of Kaiserin. I forgot the correct title, but MRL was the ruler of Kaiserin. Nova Caesar went to sleep. While Nova Caesar was asleep, we um, we declared independence. We had MRL's permission to become independent. And then we had a whole party. Um, the GNA nations all came around. The GNA being Volterra, SPQR. Yeah. I think Yachtland was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Balkania was there. And we had a flag burning party that didn't go according to plan because the flag was reinforced. <laughs> so uh, there's a video out there somewhere. Someone streamed it on Twitch. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. What were some lessons that you take away from that first uh, from that first uh, conflict? Was there anything uh, that you learned from it? I can't really recall learning anything from it. Um, what about like interacting well, with other I w- people I will or say, politics? I will say that um, Icenia's independence has like always stuck with me and that's why like a few weeks ago i got into an argument with uh people in southshire for when they joined yoato because i just thought it was very 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 similar to Isenia um declaring independence and i thought if southshire declared independence it would have been like very similar i thought you know you're becoming independence like a really big thing and mm-hmm. you're now on the national stage but like always if you if you have the numbers like even if you only have like six people i think i sitting at that time only had around like nine people even if then uh, you're you don't need 20 people to become like a big big nation you just need presence and um yeah i think people should always strive to become independent how long did you stay with Icenia after this? Like, uh, what iterations um, were you with them? Well, I'm always, I'm, I mean, I'm technically still am part of Icenia. Um, a group of us are still friends. We still talk. I mean, most of Icenians have all stopped playing the game, but um, we're still connected with each other. Um, Small is still around. Uh, Chris Crispy is not around, but we're still friends. Um, there's... Hi Boy, who I think is still around, uh, a few others that are part of Volterra now. So, I mean, Arsenia is still around. It's just, you know, we don't really play as often anymore. But what other... Because uh, in Civcraft 3.0, uh, were you part of Volterra, if I remember correctly? No, 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 no. Um, Civcraft 3.0, I was part of Astana in... Astana was secretly a part of uh, Falstad, but we we um we came across as if we were independent, but we were like a we were a uh, Falstad was our parent nation at the time. What shard was that in? That was Abydos, the desert shard. Ah, yes. Okay. We and... were we were neighbors with SPQR at the time, which was really interesting. And what type of uh, role did you play in that in that nation or group? Um, I was the king, or that was the term we use in Astana, but Falstad referred to me as the district governor. Okay. And what uh, besides that whole uh, 
Falstaff situation, anything else that you really remember that was big that happened in Civcraft 3.0 involving you? Um, the biggest thing that happened was when um, we, during 3.0, there's pylons, and I think you only could have a certain weight and yeah. on each shard. Well, we, Falstaff and I, had been gaining resources to create a pylon on Abydos. We didn't talk about it at the time with other Abydos nations. At the time, there was um, an Abydos alliance pact that we had and a Discord, and we were talking with each other. But I had never mentioned anything that we were going to be making a, a pylon. So when we made a pylon underneath a our town, uh, SPQR got really, really, really mad because um, it threw off the weight. Yeah. And they thought um, they thought Aslana was um, a very small town. We were, I mean, technically we were a small town. We just had the backing of Falstaff, which at the time had like probably like 50 members. I don't know the exact number, but mm -hmm. uh, Aslana only had three active members. It was just... Um, Myself, Small, and AJ Johnson really playing every day. Just um, so when we had a pylon, um, SBQR thought that they could just come over and pearl us all and take down our pylon. I don't know if this was, was their intention, but it certainly came off that way. But um, this was all happening when I was at work too. So oh, I came home. And I just see, I, I mean, I've been talking with Blue, and he had told me, oh, we're going to be making a bunker in the town. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't care. And then I come I come home, and I, I log on, and they have, like, this giant bunker. It's, like, the biggest thing I've built in the town. And I'm just like, you just have a giant bunker here. And um, there's, there's screenshots um, somewhere, I, I mean... I have them. I just can't get to them now. But yeah. uh, this just giant bunker. I'm like, we can't just have this bunker here. And they're like, okay, we'll 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 build a church around it. So they built <laughs> they built um, the bunker and made it into the shape of a church, which I thought was really funny and humorous. And we have like ten members of Falstaff just running around in prot and like SBQR. SBQR, it seems like the shards were really small. SBQR was like literally just like uh, to like 200 blocks away from us. So they could hear everything and they could see everything. And they just see all these people in prot and they like back down real, really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was really funny. And after Civcraft 3.0 ended, uh, you switched over to Devoted, correct? I mean, I played Devoted. Uh, I tried Devoted. I didn't like it. Um, I played in during the launch of 3.0, and I played for like a week. And I, I was had intentions to make a town with the hobbyists. Um, but the hobbyists didn't want to play, and the town that we had envisioned in making was um, Cloud City, and I just didn't really have uh, the motivation to really play in a... Um, a town like that and so I just stopped playing and I came back um, a few months later I don't know why I came back I just did I had made several like 
postings on the subreddit, just, you know, memeing around. Um, but I, I made a post and I joined Mount Augusta. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, what did, were you, did you end up being a part of world police and devoted? No, never, never, okay. never. I didn't. I, think so. I, I, I've always had the issue with that world police and devoted. Cause I just thought they were just using a name that was already established and, uh, it wasn't anything like the previous world police. What made it different? Uh, different members, different attitudes, different objectives and goals, and yeah, different cultures. I it was a P- it was a PVP group. Uh, let's be real. Yeah, true. Uh, so you stayed? Uh, did you stay with Mount Augusta throughout your time on Devoted? Yeah, I was um, primarily Mount Augusta. Um, I got somewhat involved with veritas but very little and not enough to really consider myself part of them but um i I, during devota is when i really started talking with um the devoted friends i guess you can call the the people who made them established on devoted Mm -hmm. as i had before i had only talked with um the people who had last played in civcraft 3.0 which was like i don't know eight months maybe 12 months before i see and so after devoted uh did you play civ classics after that yeah i we i played um i was playing civ classic at launch uh, but in the middle between devoted and civ classic there are civx and um oh, did you play on there yeah civx is when um Civics is when we kind of brought Isenia back. Um, it was like Isenia's last true hurrah, and we made a town. And I didn't have intentions of make, naming it Isenia, but it just so happened that um, we had settled because and within like the first two days, everyone had colored in their claims on the map, and I was like, okay, well, we're just gonna go to the only place there isn't any claims. Now it's in the very top. Uh, northwest corner and that was um an ice um like like an like an arctic type um biomes and i was just okay we're just gonna name it icenia this is all ice and i thought it was fun for quite a bit i mean getting ores was really easy like really stupid easy so easy so that I started reinforcing everything out of iron. Like I yeah. reinforced like a stone bunker out of iron. And it was, yeah, it was just, um, yeah, it was really interesting. And and I just wanted just a few things to be changed from Civex. And I thought it would have been a really fun server. Just the admins never changed it for whatever reason. They were stubborn. So um, Civex died and Civ Classic came to be. And then, uh, what nation were you part of in Civ Classics? Oh, I was part of the infamous Visis. Visis? Yeah, Visis. V-Z-I-S. V-Z-I-S. I'm actually not familiar with that one. Can oh, you... well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, people knew about it, and that was... um. That must have been early on, was it? Yeah, it was early, and... Um, yeah. 
do you not want to talk about it? You sound very... I, yeah, I mean, just, I don't know. Things could have been handled differently. Um, <laughs> we had the whole intention to be isolationists, like not talk about anything on the subreddit, not say anything to anyone. But it just so happens that where we settled was in um, the most populated part of the map. So oh we, we had Commonwealth to the north at the beginning um, and Yaltland to the south of us. And that was the intention. I wanted to be close to Yaltland because, you know, I wanted to be like trading partners with them or whatever. Um, there was a few other nations that settled nearby. I don't remember. I think Impasse was somewhat close to us at the time. But later on, um, just out of the blue, um, Yoato joined like right next to us, and um, we had um, a person who was part of Yoato, but they had were, were also part of Isenia back in Civcraft 2.0. Mm -hmm. So they were part of Yoato, but they had completely left um, Yoato because of the new leadership that they had going on because uh, early on in the map it seemed like Yoato was having a lot of internal issues and um, I didn't expect Yoato to really last as long as it has. Makes sense. Um, but they originally settled Yoato at the very bottom of the map, the very south of the map if I recall. And um, they had a like a small war with a, another nation named Laconia, or so they later on they moved up north and they settled right um, next to us, and they settled on an island. And oh, the situation. Yeah, and they had um, they had a scout um, asking anyone here and. Coney was um, part of business at the time, and Coney had given them a map of our claims and said, okay, um, all right, thank you, and they moved along. And then, like, a week later, um, they're on our claim again, and they had made, like, a small bunker and, like, a few farms, and because, I mean, I didn't have a personal beef with Yoato as a whole, but several like mikhail was living with us and uh, coney was with us um basically visits was um volterra Isenia, and veritas combined so basically all of us just did not like um the leader of yoada at the time which was uh, bg so we didn't like him um, we didn't want to be within chat range of them and we pleaded with them like said okay like we don't want anything to go on like we'll pay you if you move 1000 blocks north like we were like legit serious saying oh, we'll pay you if you move and they said no we're staying we're staying we're, you're gonna have to genocide us if you want Oof. to move like i like actual words that they used and yeah. i didn't have that intention people else um in our town did have the intention to PVP them and you know be done with it. I'm like, well, we don't have a vault, and if we do, I'm pretty sure that there's people that don't like um, 
Veritas or don't like Volterra from the past. So they're going to want to mess with us, which is what happened. Um, people who weren't a part of Yoato just started um, PVPing for them, which was like, okay, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care to deal with this anymore. They were on our bunker, but that bunker at the time was completely empty. So even if they had gotten into it, it would have, um, they wouldn't have gotten into anything. That was our XP bunker that they were on top of. I see. And they were, they were very proud of being on top of it, but there wasn't anything in it. So yeah, they. Um, I just brokered a deal saying, um, whatever, you can have the land. I, I, they didn't like the deal initially, and they said, okay, well, you're going to have to give us 100 diamonds. I'm like, okay, I'll give you 100 diamonds, but I never gave them the diamonds. I just, <laughs> I just did it to... Um, get them off um get them away because i didn't feel like dealing with anything um everyone else in the town did and they got mad at me for um i guess being weak and i was i was upset with myself but um then again i don't i don't care to partake in a war like honestly that's just not my play style that's not the play style i came in wanting to play with um so I don't I don't care. It doesn't matter much to me. So now now that you have that hindsight and know what has happened since then, if you had this current knowledge and information, what would you have done differently in that situation? Oh, we would uh, What I would have done differently was um at the beginning they offered us a deal that if they if we allowed them to stay on the land that we they would be like part of like we own we would own the land but um if they went inactive they we can have the land back um in hindsight that would have been the better deal that's the deal that i was thinking that i should have taken in the beginning um mikhail and connie were like no 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 we're not we're not taking this deal we don't like them so i was like okay whatever but now, like, if you had asked me, like, a month ago, if I wanted to, like, what would I have done differently? I probably would have wanted to um, actually start a war with them. Hmm. And so what has happened since then after the Sons of Classics? Do you, uh, before your obvious announcement, did you play on there often at all? Um, I had... Person, I had um, sent out a personal message to the members of Visus that I wasn't going to be playing any much um, longer. This was back in July, and uh, I said, um, this is it. I'm not going to be playing anymore. But I forgot when it was, but um, a few months later, I think in October, Yoato had come back to Visus um, when Visus had... Um, split into Valera and Yoato had wanted to take Valeran land so I came back for that and um, after that, that whole incident um, I sticked around with Valera a bit and then um, I guess I had forgotten that I had quit and I joined um, Mount Augusta because Mount Augusta was um I had originally wanted Mount Augusta to, to come over from the vote it right away, but they didn't. Um, but they did uh, a few months later. But um, it was dead, and Mount Augusta at the 
that was there um, got annexed by another town. Um, so Montagusta moved down south, um, closer to Commonwealth and closer to Valera. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to move over to Montagusta and become part of Montagusta again. Montagusta has always been like, my fallback. If I ever wanted to play, I'll just join Montagusta. And I feel everyone is like that as well. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, so th I'm just curious because I knew a lot of people ha are still pearled. Did you ever end up being a part of any of the conflicts? That no, I, I've never I've never partaked in a war, um, mainly because of timing. Like I'm I have a life. I have a job. I have yeah. things to take care of. The timings of whenever these people are fighting and attacking vaults and doing any conflict is just such a terrible time to do it because it's, it's like happening at like two in the morning. I'm just like, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing this. So yeah, I've never been part of a war. I've never PVP'd on this server, even though that's what it came to do. Um, I've never PVP'd personally. Okay. And let's go ahead and move on to this next section here. Just a couple questions. Uh, what was your most memorable moment in the Civ genre? Like, what will you remember after this? Um, the whole independence with Isenia that I talked about earlier. Um, I still talk about that to this day. It was really fun. Um, we had a lot of good times. Um, besides that, the whole meetings we had with the GNA, that was a lot of fun. Um, the Civ temp, um, things that happened in there, like when we cracked that guy's um, whole pylon room and we uh, pearled him. I actually pearled one of his alts, so I actually did partake in PvP one time, but yeah, that was a lot of fun as well. What nation were you part of then? In Civ temp, I was part of, um, I was part of Falstadt and I was also part of Dark Empire. Yes. Okay. Uh, old times. That's uh, yeah, fun. So another question here is, uh, uh, have you met anybody that uh, you wish you did not trust, like in hindsight? I try to trust everyone. Um, I don't, sir, I don't have any grudges, really. But um, as far as personal in-game relations go, um, British Wanderer was a very scummy person. Uh, he he betrayed us like two or three times. But him as a personal person, like he's a fine person to talk to. But it's just I don't I I'd rather not um, get into any civ relations with him. He was part of business at the time, and uh, yeah, we had a bit of an issue there. Okay. So yeah, British British Wanderer, I wouldn't trust again. And uh, another <laughs> good question here. Uh, somebody asked, uh, recommended this one. Uh, what is the weirdest shit you heard someone say in the Civ genre? Ooh. I'm about to think about that one. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you probably heard Greggy speak pretty often, or... There were a lot of yeah, games. Yeah, Greggy was um, a character. Um, weirdest. 
that I personally heard. Man, I can't recall. I remember, you know, we had a character named um, Hooch12. He was like a, he, he was quite something else. Um, yeah, I remember him. Basically, anything he would say, um, I got a big laugh out of. Um, I remember one time we pearled him because I accused him. It, it was it was a very funny thing, but I had accused him of stealing um, two double chests of uh, spruce logs because he was selling it on um, the exchange website. Um, so we pearled him for that. And um, he, I mean, there was never ever any proof that um, he had stole it, but um, that's what we went with. And we had him pearled for a week and we had him tear down his house, which for some reason, someone suggested that he delete his personal group and he did. Uh, so he had to delete his, um, tear down his whole house um, by breaking every reinforced block since he had deleted his group. And then, um, he was still pearled, but, um, he was summoned. So once he finished his house, I had, um, contacted Mekrelu, I believe, at the time. And at the time, he was part of, um, the FSR, the, um, the Socialist um, State. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I had thought that they had claims on him because he had like griefed them or something and um so i just asked him do you have any claims on on pooch and he said no but we'll hold him so i i sent pooch back to the end and um i went um because you can't take pearls into the the end shard at least not in 2.0 yeah I had to transport him like 10,000 blocks and he kept messaging me because you can do like PP locate. He's like, where are you taking me? I'm like, I'm just, I just told him I'm taking you outside Isenia. He said, why? Like, you just can just let me go right here and kill me. I said, no, no, I want to, I want to make sure you don't come back. So I took him to Orion and, and then from Orion, um, I just kept heading east and east and I guess he was following along with on the map, and he's like, "Where are you taking? You better not be taking me to to FSR. If you take me to FSR, and then I finally I got to the FSR, and I dropped his pearl, and Megaloo picked it up, and he's like, "Why? Why did you give my pearl to Megaloo?" And I just thought it was like hilarious, and they put him in their vault, and I don't remember what they did afterwards, but um. Yeah, that was really funny. And I, anytime I saw him on the subreddit, I would always say, um, "Oh, you have claims on. We have claims on you for stealing um, two double chests of spruce." Mm -hmm. And he got really upset anytime that happened. I still have the chat logs to it. Um, I don't know. I could probably send it to you if you really care. But that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Pooch is a character. Um, this is a, a weird question, but has uh, has your time on Civ class or the Civ genre helped you improve anything in real life? Uh, like, have you learned anything that you could apply in the real world? 
Um, not not from what I've directly learned from Civcraft. I would say more towards um what I've learned from the people. Um, mm-hmm. there's definitely been people that have definitely um helped in the real world and talking to them um certainly helps they've given advice and um uh, still still do uh i just had a long conversation uh yesterday with someone talked to them for like four hours oh, wow. yeah uh, just about life and stuff in general so yeah i mean um from the game i haven't really learned much at least not from what i can recall but uh, i definitely learned a lot from the people okay and now let's go ahead and move on to our last section here uh so now that you plan to be done with civ servers uh do you have any ideas what you'll use your extra time for <laughs> see that's the reason why i quit i don't have any extra time <laughs> Well, well uh, so you'll be using that time to focus on IRL stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on. Um, the only time, I, I mean, I, I've offered people to play um, uh, like mobile games with me, like Clash of Clans, because anytime I'm going to be having free time, it's going to be when I'm outside, um, like not at home. So I, I barely have time to even log into my computer anymore. Okay. And uh, so what's going to happen to your discords? Like the one that we're in right now, Droid, Blue, and Topaz's unofficial Civ Classic server. Well, I mean, I've, I, I'm still not sure. Um, I've left majority of the servers that, um, the Civ discords that I was in, I left them. The ones that um, I haven't left yet are ones that I have a heavy presence in. Um, this Discord I use mainly to waste a lot of time in. Um, so, as you can see, we added a new admin. We added um, Topaz um, to the admins. And that was part of the plan um, to move on. I don't know if I'm going to be leaving this Discord, but... Um, at least that was the plan. If I ever do leave, I mean, I think people would understand why. But sticking around in Discord is, uh, I mean, to me, it doesn't have any weight. Um, I mean, I can still not partake in politics, but, but still being in the Discord and talking with people. That makes sense. And last question I have here is, uh, do you have any tips for people that still play on this server that you would like to leave behind? Um, I wish um, people would not take it so seriously. I mean, um, people take it as like a second job, but really it should be taken as um, something you use your extra time on. Don't take it so seriously. Don't take... Um, what people say to you to heart because um, they don't know what you're like in, in the real world. So um, that's what I would say, probably. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And also, uh, with you leaving, I think you left uh, a very 
good impact on the server on what people should do especially the fact that you really haven't pvp'd that much it shows that not everybody has to be pvpers so thank you for what uh what you've done with the server and the community and as a player and good luck with your future endeavors thank you so much Thank you for watching this week's episode of Box Talk. If you liked this episode, leave a comment, upvote, like it on SoundCloud. If you disliked it, you know what to do. I want to hear your criticisms, how I can make it better. Next week, we'll have Ganto on the show, and we'll talk about his crazy antics and what he has been up to. This is Warm Wizard of Box Talk, signing off.